Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Born to Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Marsha Witeka. Conversations plus connections equals community. Those are my three C's. The heart of my show is what's your story? It's my belief we all have stories. Some are similar, others are uniquely different. Storytelling brings the passions of my guests to life through our conversations. So be prepared to be entertained, informed, and inspired. Welcome to today's show. Hello, everybody. And I must tell you, you're going to hear a lot of excitement in my voice today because this show is personal for me. And I am so excited to have Mary Garcia and Katie McGuire from the Wallace Annenberg Pet Space, located not far from my house in Playa Vista, joining me today. Welcome to the show, Mary. Hi, Marcia. Oh, this is going to be fun. And hi, Katie. I welcome you as well. Hi, Marcia. Thanks for having me. Of course. Let's. We have so much to talk about. I could make this a three-day show, but, but we only have an hour. So, Mary, why don't we just start off a little bit by having you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Of course. So, uh, my name is Mary Garcia. I am the Adoptions and Foster Coordinator here at Walls Annenberg Pet Space. Um, and I've been with Pet Space for a little over three years now. Um, I interestingly enough, started this job right after my wedding in Costa Rica. Um, So it was really an exciting um, time in my life and and an exciting change um, to take. Um, But I've been in rescue now for about eight or more years um, in in some capacity. So, yeah, it's it's been quite a ride for sure to get here. Oh, that's so great. And, you know, I think I might have known that about you getting married right at that time, but that that, that is that does add some spice to the story. Okay. Yeah. So, Katie, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Katie McGuire. I am a dog trainer, and so specifically at PetSpace, uh, my position is Animal Behavior Specialist and Training Coordinator, and I've been training professionally for about 15 years. Um, I have been in this role for uh, over a year now, and actually I have been the group class instructor for Pet Space for about um, three years, I think. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's been an amazing journey. I'm absolutely loving working here. Oh, I bet. And, you know, because it because you are so physically close to where I live, and I actually spend a great deal of time in those beautiful ponds that are just located just outside of where your building is, your building, for those of you that are local, for those of you that live close enough to Playa Vista, and, you know, it's not that hard to get to, what a phenomenal physical building you have. It's, it's just the greatest but I that's just I mean maybe I'm biased but it is just the greatest I was visiting there well before I ever knew I was going to adopt a pet but Mary I thought what you could do because people don't necessarily know anything about um, the Wallace Annenberg pet space they might be familiar with the word Annenberg but I thought you could just tell us a little bit about pet space if you wouldn't mind 
Yeah, of course. Um, so pet space, you know, is is pretty unique to the rescue world. Um, it's it's filling a very um, special niche um, in that it's it's a lot about education and kind of promoting the human animal bond and and all that surrounds that. So we we're fortunate that we really get to kind of deep dive into that that bond and see you know how to how to strengthen it, how to maintain it. Um, and how to set, you know, our adopters and, and our entire community, you know, and, and hopefully someday the world, um, up for success with their with their pets. Yes, it's it's a it's a is it? I'm trying to think. Is it two levels or three levels? So we are two levels. Um, two levels. And we have we have animals on each level, so it's it's a great big um, beautiful building. And I know, Marcia, you actually you know, had the opportunity to come by and see it um, for, yes. I believe, the first time fairly recently, correct? Well, no, actually, I just, you were finally open again, and it was like, oh, my yes. God, I've got to go inside. <laughs> but frankly, I had been in there well before COVID. So, oh, nice. I mean, just the artwork and those that, that, that big cat and the big dog on the wall, <laughs> it's just, oh, gosh, no, I've got goosebumps talking about it. It's just, it's so cool. I, yeah, I love so the location. And, right, and that's, you know, to speak to that, that's really part of that unique experience that is Pet Space. We call it um, the the Walls Annenberg touch, <laughs> um, where she just takes her love um, for animals and, and for the community and just puts it into making something really beautiful that, that the community can share. Right. It's, I yeah. know. I, in fact, you know, I think the reason I was in there one time is that I think there was somebody that was maybe on a kid that there was a child of a friend that's on Facebook that was that was in a Girl Scout troop or something like that and taking a tour in there. I mean, I'm going way back. But anyway, I want to talk about what you guys are really doing. So it's just really just all about me. So, Katie, yeah. how did you get involved in the animal welfare, working with animals? How did that How did that start for you? Well, for me, it has been a lifelong passion um, ever since I was very small and would find any animal that I possibly could to interact with. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually started volunteering for a local animal rescue at age 11. And wow. then I started fostering dogs and really started actively working to train those foster dogs to help them get homes. And that uh, became my career pretty early on. Um, and I'm so excited to be back in rescue now because I was doing much more private training for a really long time, and I'm so happy to be able to help and rescue animals again. It's, it's absolutely my favorite thing. What about you, Mary? Um, so I... Uh, I didn't have quite the history that Kim had. Um, I actually was in a completely different industry um, out of school. I was in marketing, um, and I found that as someone who, you know, always loved animals and loved, you know, kind of making a positive change in the world, that there was an element that was severely lacking um, in that career choice. So um, one day out of the blue, I actually just quit my marketing job. 
Um, I mean, literally, like, called them and was like, I'm not coming back. Um, and I started, um, I just started, I became a, a professional dog walker in New York City. Um, and I did that, you know, for about two and a half years. Um, and then my now husband and I moved out to L.A. Um, and I was like, oh, gosh, like, what am I going to do? Um, and I started volunteering at a rescue um, that was local to Culver City um, in their kitten nursery, and it just kind of snowballed from there and, and brought me to where I am now. So very, very happy um, and different paths that I ended up on. That's that's terrific. Well, so you, you both, we, we've talked about that you have specific roles at Pet Space, Katie, and you mentioned that, that you are the animal behavior and training coordinator there. Can you tell me what, what that means? What, what is it that you do? Sure. Um, so I get to do many different things, but one of, uh, one of the primary roles that I play is selecting the animals that we bring in from the L.A. County Animal Care and Control um, uh, locations, and we bring those animals in here to be adopted out through our rescue. So I get to go and uh, look through and select which animals we're going to bring in, both dogs and cats. We do sometimes source kittens from other places, but we definitely get all of our dogs through there. And um, it's that part has been oh so, so, so rewarding. And then once they're here, I do behavior assessments, and I come up with um, training plans for any dogs that have any specific needs. And then we also have general protocols that we do to train all of the animals. Um, and then I also train the staff, and I oh. run the group. Uh, well, I train the staff on how to train the animals. <laughs> right, but that's cool. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I also um, teach group classes here to the public. Huh. And, then we, and then I also provide um, follow-up services for adopters and fosters if they need any training advice. Well, I feel like it's you know, easier ask to, Kate, to ask Katie what she doesn't do here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> seriously, really, really, I want to get – I find that this is really important to me as a listener – to ask questions about the the glossary of whoever my guest is on terms that are so very familiar with to you but maybe are not as familiar to us. So you mentioned animal care and control. Is that an organization that has anything to do with the SPCA? I mean, what is animal care and control? Is that a county office? What is that exactly? Yeah. I don't I don't know. It is. So the County of Los Angeles Department of Animal Care and Control is the county animal shelters, um, which are operated by Los Angeles County. Um, there are other organizations like SPCA, and then there are actually city shelters as well. So we work specifically with the county um, Department of Animal Care and Control. Okay. So it's just different. <laughs> right, jurisdiction. Um, groups, yeah. <laughs> right. But how do those animals get to that to those um sure. um count those county animal shelters? How do they get there to start with? Yeah, so they can be uh picked up as strays. That's essentially where animals would be brought in if they're found as strays. 
Um, they can also be surrendered by their owners um, okay. if the owners can't keep them anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially how they would end up there at the shelter. I see. All right. Well, that's that's really helpful to know. So people that are listening in other parts of this country, you know, that, you know, I realize they're not going to be able to come by and get an animal from you guys, but they sh- they should be able to go to whatever is located in their city, county, state, wherever, and they should they should Absolutely. look it up themselves. Okay, Mary, yeah. so that's, you said Katie does everything. Well, Mary, you're the person I have the closest connection with, so I know <laughs> what you do. So why don't you yeah. tell our listeners about what you do? Of course. So, Marcia, as you mentioned, um, you, you got a little glimpse into my life um, when we processed your adoption uh, for Kitty, which... Uh, how is she doing, by the way? Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh, Mary. You know, <laughs> she's just fabulous. I, I, I must tell you, she's just fabulous. I I didn't realize, I had forgotten that cats sleep all day. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, maybe not so much at 4.30 in the morning, but they they um, they do sleep all day. I have had cats before. This is my first female cat. My other cats were were outdoor, indoor cats with a cat door that was Mm -hmm. built into the wall. They went in, they went out. I mean, they did their thing. And that was quite some time ago. But, oh, gosh, she's a blessing. Okay, so so go ahead. Because I have some questions about what you do as well. So you you are in the um, fostering and adoption thing. So what are your responsibilities? Yeah, so uh, so the reason I kind of asked you how Kitty was doing, because that's, that's a big part of it right there, is I am, you know, me and the animal care specialist team, we're all about forming these really great relationships um, and, again, forging that human-animal bond. Um, and yours is just a really great example of how beautiful that can be and how nice that perfect fit can look. Um, so that's a big element of what I do. Um, for the fostering side of things, um, that this is a very young program for us. So our fostering program um, started out of necessity early last year, early 2020, um, when the city of LA, uh, the county of LA, went into um, lockdown for COVID-19. We found ourselves um, in a pretty tight spot where we basically just had to evacuate most of our pets out of. Um, our location here in Playa Vista, uh, Wallace Annenberg Pet Space. So we, you know, kind of on the fly, um, and this was my predecessor, um, she put together a program um, where she reached out to our community, our volunteers, and said, hey, here's kind of the situation. Um, Can you help us? And the community really responded in kind and was amazing and, and came through to take probably about 90% of our pets um, home wow. um, and and hold on to them until we were able to kind of safely reopen and, and see, you know, what was going to happen because we were all so, you know, in flux at that point. Um, so we've kind of just gone on from there. Um, we've, we've, due to COVID, had to evacuate the building um, about three times total, so that first time and two more. Um, and again, the community, I, I can't speak highly enough of them. They really have stepped in and and done us a huge a huge favor to be able to take these pets. Um, so now that COVID is kind of winding down, what we're trying to do is transform the foster program from um, 
like that, that emergency necessity to how can we extend our community's goodwill, you know, to these county shelters, um, to other rescue partners, um, to, to get more animals, you know, out of the shelter and into homes. Um, so part of that, too, um, is, and, and Katie kind of alluded to this, is that it being kitten season right now, we've kind of shifted our focus to, you know, what kitten partners can we reach out to so that um, we can kind of alleviate the, the constant influx of kittens and, and mama cats that tends to stem from about early May um, all the way through late October. That's, I would just like to tell people as you're listening, they have a fabulous website. And I'm going to spell it for you just in case you don't know how to spell Annenberg. So it's A-N-N, those, that's Nancy's, A-N-N-E-N, Berg, B-E-R-G, petspace.org. All one word, Annenberg Pets. And you will see precisely what Mary was just talking about because you've got some upcoming events to I, I was when I was just in there a, a week or so ago to just look around and just go, oh gosh, and then all these adorable kittens running around that mm-hmm. have little cones on their head because they've been neutered, <laughs> you know. I mean, it's like, and it's like, Marsha, Marsha, please, you cannot take another one. So, so just, just appreciate how adorable they are. But it's hard not to any, take them all home. Oh gosh. Uh, so, no. it, oh, it's so true. And, so, Katie, and what that, Marcia? Yes. Oh, sure. I'm sorry. I, I just no, wanted ahead. to add a, a little shameless plug here. We do actually have a big cat adoption event coming up um, on yes. June 19th, Catorama. So, all those kittens you you saw were kind of yep. we were starting to bring in all those kittens in preparation for Catorama. So, we're hoping we'll get a a really good turnout and get lots of adoptions um, that Saturday. I'm, it, I will do all I can to promote this within my own community. You know I belong to the Chamber. I belong to Rotary. I'm a member of the Y. Trust me, I will let people, the locals, know that, that it's time for them to bring a kitten home. All right. Wonderful. So, Katie, what makes pet space different from other adoption spaces? Because you've had some experience there. Yeah, and, you know, when you were talking about the building, um, I remember the first time that I walked in and I just went, oh, my goodness, where am I? (laughs) (laughs) It is quite uh, amazing. And one of the things that really drew me to Pet Space especially is that, you know, it's not just an adoption center. That's just Mm -hmm. the very beginning of what we do, everything that we do here is about the human-animal bond and finding ways to explore and enrich that. And so we have a variety of opportunities to to do exactly that, to improve the bonds that people have with their pets that last a lifetime. And there are so many different events that we do. We do a, a lot of them have been um, virtual uh, because of COVID, but, you know, we're starting to open up again, just like uh, Mary said about the Catarama adoption event, which I'm so excited about because we get yes. to do some more stuff in the space. Um, and, and it really is, it's just a, a center for everything human-animal, and that's what I absolutely adore about it. You know, we've got lots of different things, but the the foundation of what we do is all about that bond. Yes. And yeah. 
It, and it really is a bond. I mean, if you were to just take 100 people, just random 100 people, different ages, probably the majority of people would say, oh, yes, I had a dog growing up. I know I did. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, mm-hmm. yes, when we were married, we, we had dogs, we had cats, we actually we had bunnies, we had parakeets, we had all kinds of different birds in our home. And so a lot of people mm-hmm. can relate to that and Clearly, there's there's nothing pleasant about putting an animal down because if you mm-hmm. we've all experienced unfortunately that as well. It's not an easy thing to do. It's not even an easy thing to talk about. But mm-hmm. the good news is, is that there there are animals truly waiting for a home, and yeah. I think that that's just what what you do so superbly. Let me ask you this, Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, what can guests uh, really expect to do when they visit Annenberg Pet Space? Oh gosh, there's there's a ton to do here. Um, so uh, obviously, you know, we've we've been in quarantine now for a little over a year, um, and you know, as the world is slowly reopening, we're kind of going back to our roots of of all the fun things we did here. So you had kind of mentioned, Marsha, um, the Girl Scouts. So we'll have, mm-hmm. you know, groups yeah, groups of young children come in, um, and our guest experience team are amazing um, at kind of guiding them through the space and telling them about the human-animal bond and, and just providing a lot of education that's also very fun and engaging. Um, and then, you know, we're hoping to reopen our hamster wheel soon. I don't know, Marcia, if you got to see that when you were in, um, but we have a human-sized hamster wheel um, that you can walk on and take pictures on for social media. Um, We have a slide um, that, unfortunately, is for kids only. A lot of adults will ask (laughs) on the hamster wheels for both children and for for adults. Um, And then, yeah, we have, you know, our our pets are – our facility allows our pets to be very public-facing, but also it allows kind of a peek into what we do here behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. not only is, you know, there, there are open areas and glass everywhere where you can kind of look in and see someone prepping food or giving medications, or you might even catch, um, if you're lucky, Katie doing some training in suite. Um, we also, you know, offer behind-the-scenes tours where um, – People can come and and come, for lack of a better word, behind the scenes to see mm-hmm. what it looks like to operate um, pet space on a day-to-day basis. So it's really kind of a, a great opportunity to take a journey into animal welfare and see what it's all about from all angles. Oh, I think that's so cool. You that's know, um, Marsha hasn't had a behind-the-scenes thing. I think maybe that's going to be in order. Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> so, Katie, how can people that are listening support your mission and directly get involved at PetSpace? So there are definitely a few ways to get involved, uh, one of which is we have a wonderful volunteer program. Um, we have a team of dedicated people who can help us out with a variety of different things. Um, sometimes that's just walking dogs and cleaning, cleaning up after the animals or spending time with the cats or some of the dogs that maybe need a little bit more socialization. Um, And we also are accepting donations to help support our work here now. Mm -hmm. And 
as we as Mary mentioned, we um, have our foster program, which is now growing. Mary has been working so hard to to create this really phenomenal program, and it's so crucial because fosters, you know, we have many reasons why it would be beneficial for an animal to go out to fosters and having that network of support for the animals who would do better in a foster home for the moment rather than being here, and there's many reasons why that might be the case, is crucial to making sure that we are giving all of these animals the absolute best that we can give them. Right. Um, so it's been, it, there are so many ways to get involved, and I encourage mm-hmm. anyone who wants to get involved to check out our website because there's a lot of information there. And we there always are. love having like-minded animal lovers mm-hmm. come and get mm-hmm. involved. You know, and sometimes, you know, I was just thinking about this as you were saying that. You know, depending upon where you live, I mean, I'm in a home. There's nobody's going to tell me who can be in my home. But perhaps you live in a condo or you live in an apartment or you live in some place where, frankly, animals are not allowed for whatever that reason. Mm -hmm. But you love them. What better person to volunteer than someone that says, oh, my God, I've got to get my fix. So if this is how I can be around animals, I'm in. You know, I can really see where people would want to do that, particularly someone that um, have an animal. Is um, Is there an age that you have to be, I mean, do you have to be over 18 to volunteer? So not necessarily, Marcia, okay. um, as long as you can have an adult come um, and volunteer with you, which we have I actually see. had several um, moms with daughters, moms with sons, dads with daughters. Um, we've, we've had them come in together. And honestly, speaking of bonds, um, it's really a great bonding experience for, for parent and child. Yes, I could, yep, I could really, I, I could really see that. Is that, yeah, that's right. Well, you know, yeah. I'm even thinking about back in the old days, when that was, I won't tell you how many decades ago, when I was in Girl <laughs> Scouts. Um, you know, you got badges, you got things that you did mm-hmm. to earn badges. Boy, Boy Scouts do the same thing. Cub Scouts. You know, I could see where, um, you know, young people could definitely be be involved. And you were talking about because, like I said, I, I visit those those ponds that are outside your building. And frequently I see men and women and, and like scrubs, you know, walking the pets. And that's when I said, uh, that's when I was there a couple of weeks. I said, are you guys, are you guys open? It's, well, yeah. yes. And I went, oh, my God. Because you're not open every day of the week, I realize. I just happened to be there on the day of the week that you were. And mm-hmm. everybody is so welcoming and just so, so wonderful. I just I just absolutely love being there. So I'm going to throw this um, over to you, Mary, because I'm really interested about this. I'd like to know more about the foster program and the need for fostering because, frankly, I'd like to know well, you're going to tell us. I'm curious to know what fostering means as opposed to adoption. And so tell us about the the foster program. Sure. So the main difference between um, fostering and adopting is the permanence of it, right? So if you're fostering, it's giving you the opportunity, you know, number one, to help out animals in need, um, but number two, 
again, like you were saying, Marcia, to get your fix a little bit where mm -hmm. if you can't make that full-time commitment right now or you can't commit mm -hmm. to the lifetime of a pet, you're still doing a lot of good um, while having that, you know, loving furry presence mm -hmm. in your home. Um, so it's really, it's just a win-win for the animals, for the fosters. Um, and like you said, there's, there's definitely a need. Um, and I had kind of alluded to it previously, but right now we had shifted our focus to kittens because during this particular time of the year, um, there's just a ton of kittens. Um, a lot of cats are breeding and having kittens. Um, and, and Katie, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe it's the same segment of time for puppies as well. Um, yes, generally. But, but kittens, kittens really need it. Um, shelters are just kind of flooded with kittens during these times of years. So it allows us the opportunity to kind of pinpoint, you know, what, what the shelters and what the rescues that we partner with need as well. When, how, I'm just curious about this. I had a friend call me and she said, oh my God, Marsha, I know you, you adopted Kitty. She said, there's a cat that just had kittens underneath our house. Mm. We can't, we can't persuade her to come out. We're really not sure what to do about this. So I, I said, well, I mean, here's the number at Annenberg. You can certainly give them a call, see if they have some suggestions. But when you're fostering kittens, just out of curiosity, I guess if you don't know, you don't know, so that's why you ask the questions. Are sure. When these kittens come to you, do they come minus their mama? So it really kind of varies. Um, uh -huh. it's, it's the shelter intakes all sorts. So sometimes you'll have moms and kittens. Sometimes you'll have pregnant moms. Sometimes you'll have little tiny um bottle baby kittens um, that mom just wasn't found or wasn't in the picture. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes you'll have older kittens where mom has already weaned and moved on, um, but the kittens, you know, are still brought into the shelter. Um, so it really, it, it varies um, that's, that's from, interesting. I, I, from situation yeah. to situation, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's interesting. So... I, yeah, so do they? So just so I'm clear, because I think this is what you said, but I want to reiterate this. So sure. people don't bring these found kittens to you specifically. They go through a process with the county that then sends the animals, or you pick up the animals. How they get transported? Correct. People don't just find kittens under the, a tree and say, "Oh, I'm going to take this over to Wallace Annenberg." They'll take them. That's not the process, so don't misunderstand the process, correct? Correct. That is absolutely Good. right. So we yeah. um, are un we're unable to intake from the public on our end um, unless it is a pet who was previously adopted from us that is being relinquished back to us. Um, and that's why we have, and Katie has worked a lot on this, um, but we have very strong relationship with our partners, whether that's mm -hmm. the county. Um, for kittens, I've been working a lot um, with ASPCA, Little Lions Foundation, um, Pasadena Humane. So, yeah, so we just have a very good um, relationship with those those partner shelters and rescues. Um, and we do everything we can on our end to to try and intake um, from them as frequently as we can. Great, I'm I'm really happy I'm really happy to have that cleared. So, Katie, um, 
how has Annenberg adapted during these COVID challenges? It, it, it can't be easy. It has been interesting, and we have <laughs> been very creative. Yes. <laughs> and that was, you know, uh, Mary talked a little bit about that, but, man, she has had to hustle to uh, make sure that all of our animals have been able to have um, safe places to go when they have not been able to be here. Um, when the Safer at Home, Safer at Home order first um, started, mm-hmm. the majority of our pets went out to foster care, and at that time, we didn't really have a foster <laughs> mm-hmm. um, organized foster situation and so it was kind of created from there and then there were a few that still remained here at pet space and a very small team of staff um, was able to uh, remain working and take care of those animals and because it was such a small team we avoided cross-contamination and made sure every, yeah. everybody was safe um, but then we primarily shifted to a lot of online programming with our virtual pet encounters, uh, the Pet Space Pals puppet shows. Um, I started doing the training tips on Sunday, and that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, still doing that, by the way. That's still Sundays at 3.30. Um, and then last nice. summer, we started, yeah, we started up Adoptions by Appointment. Um, and that was a really, really wonderful thing. It had been a little bit since we'd been able to do adoptions. Mm-hmm. Um, with those scheduled appointments, people could meet our dogs at, and they would do meet and greets in our Barks and Rec yard outside. Mm-hmm. And then they would do virtual meet and greets with cats via Zoom. And that was a really great opportunity for um, people to see what the cats were like with, with the staff who they had already bonded with. Sometimes right. cats can take a minute to warm up. And so it was actually a really great experience so people could see what they would be like eventually, not what they're just going to be like with a stranger all of a sudden. Correct. So and let that, me ask you this. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Let me let you finish your thought, Katie. Go ahead. No, no, I'm done. You're good. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> but, but let, Mary, let me, let me ask you a question. Um, sure. So I know you're still doing adoptions, but, you know, as in Los Angeles beginning on June the 15th, you know, they're yes. going to start changing the way we do lots of different things. But currently... Mm-hmm. Um, masks, I'm, I presume, are still required if people are going to come in to pet space, right? I know I was wearing a mask when I came in. Yep, absolutely. Um, so we are still requiring masks um, at this time. We are requiring social distancing, you know, mm-hmm. as much as you possibly can. Um, we will be at, knock on wood, if all continues to go well, we will be at full capacity Um once June 15th rolls around. Um, so right now we're operating, you know, at partial capacity, just, again, mm-hmm. to to be safe and to take our time to ensure that, you know, we don't risk anybody's health. Sure. Um, and, and then, yeah, it'll we'll still be doing adoptions by appointment for a while just to kind of manage that. Um, and And we, you know, we have to work on kind of, retraining our staff on what adoptions used to look like, you know, before a lot of them even started Um, because a lot of our animal care specialists are are fairly new and have only known us, you know, since since COVID started. Um, So, yeah, we're we're planning a lot of things to kind of 
get the ball rolling in a in a more normalized direction while still <laughs> staying as, as safe as we can. Sure. Well, would you like to hear my experience? Can I share with you, Mary, what it was like working with you? Because yes, here's absolutely. how it started. <laughs> now, I could spend the, the the next half hour just talking about this, but I'm not going to do this because this show isn't really just about me only. But I live in this big house, and I'm alone. And my daughter has been following Annenberg forever. Uh, her company, that she, her construction company, actually built Annenberg, so she's very familiar with the physical space. And she said, oh, my God, Mom, look at this cat. Her name's Kitty. Her name is Kitty, Mom. Look at her. <laughs> she needs to come home. She needs to go to your house. You, 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 need, you, you need to make this happen. And I went, oh, God, now? Well, yeah. So, so somebody else is going to get her if you don't do it. And I said, well, oh, okay. So that's how you came into the picture, Mary. And just like you were describing, I get to, I got to watch you and Kitty on a Zoom call. I was I have my Kitty folder here. I was so paired, and that yeah. is absolutely Mary because of you. Now, let's face it, I'm a bit neurotic, and so I ask a lot of questions. That's okay. You'd rather me ask and have things understood than just assume I get it if I don't. And what was so – oh, you know, and so you said, look at Marsha, if you really want to adopt her, because we had a Zoom call that night before, the 16th of February, I know, Mm -hmm. um, you said, that's fine. We can set this up for tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. I just need to let you know, I just need to be straight with you. If somebody comes in between now and 10 o'clock in the morning and says, this is my cat, it gets to go home as if the adoption papers begin. I'm like, oh, God, don't let that happen. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but you, I got to see her. I got to yeah. see, this cat is so adorable. I <laughs> trust me, for, for my she friends really that are is. on Facebook and other places on social media you know i started this whole thing about the day in the life of miss kitty because she's yeah. so darn cute anyway uh she's just so cute and so i'm so like, glad that you got her she was one of oh, my absolute favorites she mm-hmm. and you were i was so prepared don't don't approach her at the top of her head okay don't <laughs> expect that she's going to like to be picked up she's not a lap cap you know, there are going to be things about her personality that you're going to have to adjust to. I said, fine. So I said, okay, but, like, what do I feed her? I mean, right down to this is the bowl she likes to eat out of. Are you kidding? Yep. Mary, you mm-hmm. sent me every single thing I could possibly need from the food to the kind of food she ate, dry and wet, to the kind of litter she was accustomed to, to the kind mm-hmm. of everything about her now i didn't have anything in my house are you kidding i said to julie oh my god we got to go to pet space and we got to go now <laughs> so i mean you know uh what no petco or whatever it is what, wherever we went now yeah, pet smart yeah. that's what it was pet smart and i've got my list from mary and it's like okay there's the bowl okay cool, cool. i'm gonna get i'm gonna get three of them there's the water bowl okay there's the feeding <laughs> bowl okay this is how this is how much you scoop i it was so it was so well done that it allowed me to truly replicate 
what she was experiencing with you because she's skittish. We would both admit to that. She's not going to come chasing up to you. But have you ever seen her run like a cheetah? I can't Did you I know she know does that? She... <laughs> no, oh, that was not her my... MO here. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, you some and and I have a two-story home. It's like, "Oh, please, please, um the deal wasn't to bring you here so I could trip over you down the stairs." She's a weaver. <laughs> she goes in and out of my legs. You know, it's like, "Oh my oh, god, don't it. stop. Keep moving." You know, Julie says, "Keep a phone in your in your pocket, mom, in case yes. you fall." But yes. <laughs> anyway, she is just, she is just, she's per, she's perfect, as I'd like to say. I have, and and it's because, really, it's because of the, the professionalism, the dedication, and the all-knowing of standing the needs of the pet, but matching that pet with that owner. Maybe this is a pet that would not do well in a house full of 12,000 children running around, you know. And, and those things are all taken into consideration. I know that. And I, I do want to get back to the questions I wanted to ask you. But I just, I just want you to know that she's been a game changer for me. And um, I, I can't stop taking pictures of her. I've I got to get a new cell phone because I don't want to look for my camera. I just keep snapping. So, I mean, you know, we're on the bed together. She's looking at the TV. I'm looking at the TV, and I'm watching, you know, America's Got Talent or you know, a basketball game. And it's like me and Kitty sitting on the bed watching TV. I mean, it's just I, I love her. So uh, that thank you for letting me take some time from you guys to let me, oh, to let me do well, I so recommend people consider this. So, but let's talk about because I was in there, and trust me, you can walk into Pet Space and you can tear up. There's no way I was going to get a dog, but you do have some um, some long-term residents there, Katie. And what do you see about the dogs and cats who take longer to get adopted, and why do they still make great pets? Well. You know, each animal, just like each human, is an individual and has its own individual personality, its individual history, and individual needs. Sometimes we have animals that remain here for a little bit longer because they have some health or medical needs that um, they need to have an adopter who's comfortable taking that on. Sometimes it's just because their personality hasn't matched with their perfect person yet. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has a different opinion about what their perfect pet looks like, yes. and finding that match doesn't always happen right away. And that's okay. They get to be here as long as they need to until they find that perfect match. And I always joke that, like I said, everybody has a different picture of what a perfect pet is. Right. My perfect pet is not like what most people's perfect pet would be, right? Hmm. I prefer very high energy uh, animals who really like to work and like to go with me everywhere. And that's not what most people want to live with, right? Mm-hmm. So I always point that out because it all of those individual personalities require finding their match. And right. that just sometimes takes a little bit longer than some of the ones who have a tendency to fit into more homes. Some of them are a little bit more particular. But they're still absolutely amazing 
wonderful pets that get to be a part of someone's family. Right. And, um, yeah, so, you know, sometimes uh, sometimes people have a tendency to look at the animals that have been here for a little bit longer and think that there's something wrong with them, but that is not mm-hmm. the case. They're, right. They're just that individual, and they need their perfect family. They need their perfect person right. and their perfect home. I'm, I'm looking at this picture of Hank. Holy cow. <laughs> Hi. Hey, I'm Hank. I'm an adult pup who's cute, has a button, and I'm working on building. And then then you go on to describe this 8-year-old male, 16-pound dog that looks like, you know, it's doing down dog. It's doing, it's in yoga, it's in a yoga pose. Come on. Mm -hmm. It's so cute. What a perfect picture. I mean, there are just so many cool, your sight, even even if you're living somewhere in New York where you're just not going to be able to get here, the sight alone is just so well done. I I just love it. Um, so, Mary, do you have any tips for people that are looking to adopt, maybe, um, or fostering for the first time, but they need to keep, you know, they kind of need to keep an open mind, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, Marsha, you were you were a great um, pet space adopter student in that you just came to the board with a ton of questions and were like, mm-hmm. hey, tell me exactly what I need to know because I, I don't know about this animal and I don't know how to prepare for her. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's always good to come with lots of questions. Um, it's good to maybe come with a little bit of research too where you, if, if you have something very particular in mind that you know how to voice what it is that you're looking for. Um, but to, you know, our animal care specialist credit, they are very good about asking these open-ended questions um, to kind of suss out what each individual's lifestyle um, is like and is about. And that allows us to really say, okay, so you're, you're a total couch potato, you just want to chill out, I think you should check out Baloo um, or, or a pet that we know can, can fit into that type of lifestyle. I'm telling you, when I saw Baloo, it, um, I, he, he brought tears to my eyes. I, I must say, yeah. he's 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 is he your longest? I don't see his face on your site right now. Has he been adopted? So breaking news! Um, <gasps> oh my God! Baloo found his forever home <gasps> today, but he up until this point was our longest term resident. Yep. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to. Oh wow! Wow! I oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That that's that's really that is breaking news. I'm I'm del- I am so happy to hear that. He was it's a big day he, here. Oh, yes. I bet it is. Gosh, I am so I'm so grateful that you could take time out. Oh man, I'm I'm just feeling a little bit emotional now. But I I'm I, so I glad think that you're you good luck, Marcia. I think you're good yeah. luck. Yeah, you have it. I mean, yeah. come on. I I'm going to be the spokesperson for Annenberg. Oh goodness. All right. Okay. So I know we just have about another. You know, we have a good about another good ten twelve minutes left to talk. And I, and Katie, I want to throw this over to you um, because I was a first time pet parent, um, and I was given so much information and maybe you can share what i mean trust me i went home with everything i have her birth date in my calendar you bet i do but what what would you give what would you recommend for people who are these first-time pet parents so i would definitely recommend any first-time pet parent doing a lot of research i know mary just mentioned that as well because Mm -hmm. 
it's really good to know what you're getting into, <laughs> to be prepared. Um, and the biggest thing is make sure that you talk with the whole family, with everyone who's living in your household, and make sure that everybody is on board. It can be very difficult if one person wants a pet and it's not everybody's choice because then it, it can potentially be a place that is not so welcoming to the pet. So you want to make sure everybody's on the same page and everybody's comfortable with it. Um, and then do your research to make sure that you're going to get the type of animal that you want. You know, more often uh, than not, I recommend that people adopt adult animals, cats or dogs, just because you already know their personality. They've gone through all of the crazy puppy or kitten stuff, and you don't have to deal with any of that anymore. You get this lovely adult animal who's settled in, they know who they are, and you know exactly what you're getting. Um, but sometimes people like to start with puppies and kittens as well, and that's sure. great, but be prepared because it's a good amount of work. Right. Um Always expect an adjustment period when you bring an animal home, whether they're young or adult, because it takes a while for you and for them to adjust and get used to their new environment. And even if, you know, maybe they were potty trained before, they might come into a new environment and not understand where to go and have some accidents, and that's normal. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. prepare for that kind of stuff as well. Um, you want to get in contact with a vet before you get a pet so that you know where you're going to take that pet. Make sure you create that relationship. And if you're getting a dog, make sure that you look into training because doing positive reinforcement training is great for all animals, and there are plenty of group classes for dogs, including classes that we have here at PetSpace. Great. There's Great. a lot of things that you can do. Um, right. But yeah, those are the primary things that I would want to start cool. with. Cool. So if somebody, let me ask you this. Um, let's say somebody rescued a dog from Angel City Pitbulls. I happen to have friends that work in that place. And they've adopted a, a, a pity, but they don't know how to really train it. Would you be able to train dogs that were not adopted out of Annenberg, or do you strictly only train the dogs that come from your agency? So for our group training classes, we invite all dogs uh, in for those. Our Mutt Manners group training classes are open to the public. Um, oh, good. As, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really great. Um, we currently have... Um, I believe we've got listings for July that may still have openings. It's possible. Okay. Um, but we do uh, beginner classes, intermediate classes. We've done advanced. We've done intro to agility. We do single workshops. We do uh, quite a few different things or quite a few different offerings for uh, group training classes. Oh, good. And And is that... So that's probably on your website, right? Is it under yes. programs and events, perhaps? So people yes, can go to dog training, and they can mm -hmm. see what what you offer there, dog training. So mutt mutt manners, I love that. M U T T mutt manners. What a great yes. picture! I love that. That is so cute. Is that inside your facility? I'm not sure which picture you're looking at. I'm looking at a picture where there's a chipmunk. Um, a big giant chipmunk, kind of like the dog and kind of like the cat, where it's got like yep. this heart. Yeah. I don't know. It's so cute. Yes, well, whatever. Oh, that yes, is that our, is. 
Yep. Yeah. That's our our big our cheese it friend, Katie, the one with the giant cheese yes. it. Yes. Oh, wait, totally. forget that yeah. with the cheese it. Exactly. You know the reason <laughs> I. Oh my God! The reason I figured it was inside your facility is because that chipmunk reminds me of other other things like that dog and that cat that's just so darn cool. Oh, that's so funny. Exactly. Um, and we oh. always, every time we take a dog past it, they give it a second look. Like, I'm not sure what that giant <laughs> I'm being is. I'm not surprised. I am not <laughs> surprised. That is really, really cute. All right. Well, let me, let's go on to something else here. So you don't just have dogs and cats. I know because I was up there. You have something called a critter corner. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, critter corner. What's, what's that all about, Mary? Yeah, so interesting enough that the the subject of the giant, um, I think it might be a giant hamster or gerbil, because um, <laughs> okay. yeah, we do have, um, as of, uh, I think, April or May 2020, we did bring in critters for our Critter Corner. Um, and our critters are basically ambassadors for your less traditional companion animals. So traditional mm-hmm. companion animal meaning cat or dog, um, these guys are could be anything from a rabbit to a bird. Um, ours is a cocktail named Carla. Yep. We have a snake um, named Sally. We have a hamster named Hannah. And then we have Gary and George, um, the guinea pigs, and Lenny, the leopard gecko. So all of these pets, while they're not adoptable, they're kind of the face of all of those county and and rescue organizations that have these animals that people wouldn't actually think of as, um, you know, your traditional pet um, mm-hmm. or a good pet for their home. So it's a really great opportunity, again, for us to educate um, the community about some of those untraditional pet bonds. Sure. Um, so, so yeah, so, you know, you know, to take your dog for a walk or to cuddle with your cat on the couch, what would you do with, say, Sally the snake? Well, Sally loves to just come out and, and wrap herself around your warm arm or go on her little pegboard where she climbs her pegs. Yeah. So it's, (sighs) it's a different kind of interaction, but Mm -hmm. it is, it's, it's its own unique bond. And it's been really exciting for us to kind of communicate that to, to the community, um, and educate them about that. Mm-hmm. I can see why. My neighbor yeah. across the street adopted a, a rabbit, a bunny. Oh, do, nice. do, do, you, do you still have your bunny in your critter corner? We do, Ralphie the rabbit. Ralphie the rabbit. I love these things. I don't know how you guys do this. But They're I very love alliterative. <laughs> oh, Mary picks a lot of the names. She's very good at that. Oh, you're really good at it. Well, in these final moments together, I'm going to ask you both the same question. So we'll start, we'll start with you, Katie. What do you love best about your job? What's your favorite thing about working at PetSpace? So I have always loved working with animals. That's an easy answer. But mm-hmm. at PetSpace, my favorite thing is working with this amazing team here um, because everyone is dedicated to enriching the lives of animals and their human counterparts. And that is something that you don't come across all the time. It's very unique. And I am just ecstatic to be a part of this team. Um, and really, I feel like I get to make a difference here in mm-hmm. 
how people relate to their animals and and see that and experience yes. that and it's amazing. Yes. I I can see why you would say that. What what would you say, Mary? What's what's your what's your favorite part about working pet I mean, space? Katie kind of took the words um, right out of my mouth, and, and I have Sorry. to kind of I have to do a shout out to Thank our you, team here. Um, so Courtney yes. Stone, Courtney Angel, um, mm-hmm. Rebecca Payne, Yusuf Tentawi, um, our medical staff, Juan, Claudia, Dr. Nagao. Um, oh gosh, am I missing it? Katie, obviously. Oh my gosh. Um, Pedro, <laughs> Miguel. Um, Katie, am I missing anyone? I don't want to miss I don't any know. names. Um, but yeah, <laughs> our naming names. Now I need a list. <laughs> our team is is amazing here. Oh, Gloria, um, so chill. Um, yeah, they're really amazing. And and I would even say for me, it extends beyond, you know, just our insular staff or our volunteers to the community around us and the animal lovers from all over the country. Um, and just how rewarding it is to make those matches and send animals home or to see the community step up when, you know, like I said, we were, we had to evacuate animals out of the building and they really stepped in and, and out of the kindness of their hearts gave us a hand. So it's really heartwarming and it, you know, talk about goosebumps. It just, it's, it's an unparalleled feeling that, you know, I hadn't experienced prior to coming into the rescue industry. You know, it's interesting you mentioned a lot of people on the team, and I think it's also really important for people to know your your pets, when they come home f- for adoption, We you, you give us their immunization records. My cat um, had to have some dental work done because mm-hmm. she had some issues. You don't send them home and say, well, good luck. You have a team of people that really are take, do you do you neuter your kittens there at at Annenberg? So it depends. Um, okay. We do do in house spay and neuters um, prior to making some pets adoptable, um, but uh-huh. sometimes they come from the county shelter or from the rescue partners already spayed and neutered. So it, it sure. will really depend. It's situational. Right, but you have you have. Veterinarians, yes. we do. Yep, you Dr. Nagal um, and Dr. Went. Yeah, and so I think that animals that's need important. anything. Right. Yeah. Right. And they don't all eat the same food, I bet either. And no. you know, I re- <laughs> I remember saying to you guys, okay, so what it was told to me is when you bring her home in the carrier, you need to secure her. In your in your case, Marcia, you have a bedroom and a master bedroom bedroom bathroom upstairs. Close the door. Don't give her the wide open space to your two story home. It's too much. It will be really stressful for her. So you prepared me really well, and I brought her home. I closed that bedroom door. I put the litter box in the bathroom, and I put the food in the bathroom. My daughter says, "Mom, please." Do not put the food in the same place. Do you eat in the bathroom? Okay, you need to put the food over here. I don't care if it's on your carpet. Put a towel down. You don't put the litter box and the food in the same spot. Okay, nice. what did I know? So, I mean, you know, it did help that I had my daughter that was supervising. Um, but then it was like, okay, now it's the next day. Now what do I do? 
And so I had this gate up that, that blocked my stairwell um, from the upstairs to the downstairs, and I have a picture of her looking out the gate. Picture every move she made, right? It was like, what do I do now? And Julie said, move the gate and let her move around. She says, she takes the litter box downstairs where you know it's going to be permanent, put the food downstairs where you know it's going to be permanent, and let her close close the other bedroom doors downstairs, close the other bathroom doors downstairs. Don't give her everything, but where you, where you can close the door, close the door, and just let her get um, you know acclimated to the space. And yep. that's precisely what I did. And um, she's just she just cracks me up. Her behavior is so funny. And I remember saying to one of you guys, but she's not drinking any water. I mean, she's not drinking any water. <laughs> How does she get water? Uh, the wet food is wet. She doesn't have to. She not. I said, well, I had a cat that used to drink water out of the sink. Well, this one yeah. doesn't. She's okay. Yeah. It's not a problem. Yeah. But, you know, I just, I have just been, my life has been so enriched by the Annenberg Pet Space and mm-hmm. what you represent, both of you, who you represent. And, and I'm sure Wallace also is so delighted to be able to open something like Community of, of Playa Vista. And I know she's got another space that's opening up in the downtown area where my daughter is also working um, in the construction yeah. to bring the, what it's called, what is it called, Gen? Gen space. Gen space, to, to work with yeah. people that, that, that want to work out with dogs and have like, like a, a pet, you know, and, and a therapy pet. So I just, I just want to just tell you guys that I have so looked forward to doing this show with you. When you said yes, it was like yes. Um, I plan on taking both of you on a speaking tour with me, so get ready. <laughs> get ready, uh, Chamber of Commerce. Get ready, um, Toastmasters, because you can both speak very well. So nice. thank, you. thank you. Thank you so, so much for for joining me today. This is Thank you for allowing me to share my story as well, because, I, you know, I don't do that every week, but this was personal. So so thank both of you so much for, for what you do. It's It's been a delight. Thank you for thank having you so us, Marsha. This was wonderful. Okay, yeah, and all definitely. of you out there, if you're Instagram people, don't forget to go to Annen. It's just Annenberg. There's all, there, there's, and I, I'll make sure that I, I hyperlink all of what you do on the blog that follows the show so that you can check them out. So go and do what you do best, you guys. Thanks once again for joining me today. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. And everybody, I'll be back next week because that's just what I do. Bye for now. Bye, Marcia. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.